All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. 405, it is the Jason Greger Show here on Sports 1440, brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. Go all in on excitement. Sign up today and get a code SPORTS50. Use that code. You'll get a $50 free bet. And remember, if you gamble, use your game sense, PlayAlberta.ca. I'm Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas alongside with me as we're getting you through the remainder of the work week here. we got another long weekend it is New Year's, and we now welcome in Wanye Gretz of Oilers Nation. Wanye, how I you feel doing? great. I feel like Dad isn't here, and we can do whatever we want, and we can eat whatever we want. Yeah. We can watch whatever we want on TV, and no one's in charge. You brought in a bag of Doritos, and no one's going to question you. I thought about it on the way in. I was like, I should bring something for everybody, and then I went to the gas station, <laughs> which was the closest move, and I'm like, there's nothing here good enough. It says food store on the gas station wall, yeah. but there is no food. There was nothing I could bring in here that would have been like, this is what you bring your friends. It was a bag of chips and some windshield wiper fluid. When you're on like a road trip, you go to the gas station. What is the go-to snack? I generally only eat A&W if we're on a road trip. So okay. the excitement for me of a road trip is immediately going to A&W for every meal throughout the entire road trip. Brandon, you make a lot of trips from Delburn to Edmonton to Fort Sask back to Edmonton. What is the road trip snack? Uh, well, to to quickly pony off Wanya saying, 
what's nice about A&W is that no matter where you're going, you know you will find one. There's one at Knighton Junction, for goodness sake, in the middle of just nowhere on the side of Highway 16. So uh, A&W, good choice. For for my trips back and forth uh, from the burn, I keep it pretty simple. I usually just grab a coffee as I fill up with uh, petrol on my way back one way or the other. If I'm going on some, like a bit of a longer one, I love a Slurpee in the summertime uh, on the road, keep myself cool, can keep the AC down a little bit, just naturally cool myself with the uh, sugar ice. Um, but uh, Wanyi's Doritos, that's a great choice. I, I love Doritos. Yeah. Sweet chili heat's the way to go. Um, those are probably my biggest ones. But, yeah, coffee, usually just the main one. I mean, I'm a McDonald's guy myself. Iced coffee, vanilla, sugar-free. We, they've hooked us up a few times here <laughs> at the 1440 Studios, Wanya. You remember that. Delicious. Free coffee. Amazing at McDonald's. And what kind of Doritos do you have today? Sweet chili heat. Sweet chili heat. Okay. Yep. But I will also throw a bag of peanut M&Ms in there because Ooh. we live in the modern age. And you combine the sweet chili heat with the peanut M&M, you're living good. I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, sweet and salty going back and forth, mm-hmm. even a little sour every once in a while. Interesting. You know, there's the candy cups are big. Uh, Wanya, the Edmonton Oilers last night, speaking of big, uh, doing what they were supposed to do. Not to just say, like, it's the Sharks, it doesn't matter, but... In a way, they did what they were supposed to do. You build off it, hopefully, against the Kings tomorrow. But holy cow, what a start. I couldn't believe people who weren't excited saying it's only the Sharks. <laughs> uh, I remember eight short weeks ago when we were ready to cancel the season, and Tyler Uramchuk, my colleague, tweeted it was the end of the Connor McDavid era in oh, a man. panicked moment. Now, all of a sudden, we're too good to beat the Sharks 5 nothing. I don't see it that way. I saw it as a great victory. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, I, I just think you do what you have to do and to get the shutout. That's a big step. Stuart Skinner had a couple big saves, uh, one on Ferraro kind of for, like from a great opportunity standpoint. He did his job, you know, McLeod. Of, I, McLeod, he, he doesn't take that shot two weeks ago, I don't think. I think that that play results in him wrapping around the net and then probably going the other way. Like, he's showing signs of confidence. When you get Holloway back at some point, it's going to be big. Um, big, big props, I guess, to that second line of Warren Fogel, Dylan, oh, sorry, Dylan, uh, Fogel, McLeod, and, and Leon Dreisaitl for like that, the, the goal they scored. It's just kind of a nice little ripple that you have when you put those guys out after McDavid. The question I'm starting to ask myself watching games, watching how many people lose their mind about Darnell Nurse's salary and compensation, what are they going to do when Bouchard is like either a Norris finalist or a Norris winner with 100 points in his contract year? What are we going to do? Pay him a whole lot of money. Or With what salary cap? Just hope the cap goes up like crazy. Oh, it's going to cost his fantastic play, regardless of his defensive play. His offensive play is going to make him so expensive in this league. I don't know what the owners are going to do. Do you, does that, I mean, so it's going to be in two years. You'll still have Jack Campbell on the books potentially. Maybe there's the buyout that's an option. Does his contract negotiation almost make you have to trade that contract and give up? assets to do so can they afford darnell nurse and evan bouchard oh, it's, it's gonna be tough and there's a couple other guys that are gonna need contracts in the next couple of years too plus we're gonna have to re-sign campbell <laughs> well, you know he's not gonna like be the cheap. koskinen deal exactly just a random day in january this is the Extended. other thing i wanted to ask about did you see who's playing in the khl at the tender age of 51 the Boulin Wall. The Boulin Wall. After 10 years of retirement, <laughs> he's returning to the league. What are the hamstrings of a 51-year-old Russian oh. goaltender? I've heard people critique Skinner post to post. I wonder what Habi Boulin looks like. To play third string, I read. Okay. Like, maybe he's like a player coach. But why? Money. 70 grand US is what he's making, which is nothing. I'd take that. 
but we also didn't make Boo and Wall money. That's true. I mean, he maybe it's for the love of the game. Maybe he wants to get back out there. I don't buy it. That's interesting. Has he been divorced thrice? Perhaps he's been dividing by two. So we could go look into that. We could. We are Russian mob debt. No. Does, most of those KHL teams have some pretty deep mob ties. You either play or you <laughs> or pay. You're done, bud. <laughs> and we're not talking money. Oh, you don't do both. Okay. Uh, this we're here in the UL studios. Got to mention that uh, where the worlds of electricity and sports collide. Stay plugged in as we power up your day with the latest sports updates. EWEL.ca. Wanya, I want to ask you this. We got this uh, little ditty dropped on us from our research team, Brad Slater and. Marty Stevens. It was the most hated teams based on fan bases. Are you guys printing off memes hard copy? What am I looking at here? That's a meme. And do you want a digi? Hard, I'm well familiar. <laughs> I've never seen them printed off in the real world. It, you know what? We do things a little different here. That's at the 1440 Sports. way. It's I a get little it. different lifestyle. So if you were to guess Oilers fans, top three most hated fans or bases slash teams, who would they be? I found this list to be wildly inaccurate. Okay. So you've seen it. I've seen it. So you and know, as I recall, they mentioned the Flames, the Golden Knights. Yes. And the Canucks? Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs. That's completely inaccurate. Who would you have in your top three? One, the three, Flames. Three. Yeah. Like, I pray every morning that the city of Calgary disbands. <laughs> every morning. The Flames. I would probably put the Canucks in there. And then... Uh, Carolina? Because I'll never forgive them for 2006. Okay. See, we've had a few people that have brought up Carolina. For me, I don't even remember Game 7. Just, How can that be? I forced it out of my mind. How can that be? It's why would you remember like one of the worst days of your life? That's precisely why you do remember it because yeah. it is the worst day. You've been able to men and black that out of your brain. I don't know the score. I don't know what happened in that game. <sighs> like I feel like once that game ended, like when the Oilers were out of it, I just walked home and forgot about it. Like I, I to this day, I could not tell you the score. Don't know who scored. Don't know anything about that game. But I was at Game Six. And it was amazing. I cried so hard that my girlfriend broke up with me the <laughs> night of the Game 7 loss. And I said, this is hopefully rock bottom for life. What? I don't know how much lower the ocean floor goes. In your, like, lowest point, your girlfriend broke up She with said, you. I don't know, because I was bawling. I, I cried for the first time since grade six yeah. when the Oilers lost the Stanley Cup. And my girlfriend, now it's like one in the morning, I'm still crying. I've been crying for hours. I was completely dehydrated. And she said, I don't know how anyone could care this much about a team. And I, th I believe I said something to the effect of, you could never understand or something like that. And she said, we're done. And I said, ooh, this day just found a new way to get worse. Between that story and some kid just flossing behind where you can't see in the mall, that was uh, one of the best moments here at Sports 1440. Really? I feel like a flamingo in a tank yeah. when I'm in the studio. I feel people come and they try to put food through the windows <laughs> at us. It's an odd moment. Uh, did you want to give her a shout out or no? Like you moved on from that? Uh, do I want to give her a shout out? Certainly yeah. not. No, this did not end well. <laughs> this did not end well at all. Um, I don't know that I ever necessarily saw the gal after that. It had been a while, Connor. There was emotional investment, but I, she took a back seat to the Oilers. Yeah. Because well, I too went to game six Amazing. and felt assured of a Stanley cup win. I'd sold my television to buy the tickets to go to game six, single ticket, one television. Oh. I said, why would I want a TV? The only thing I want to see is game six. So I, you could, you could say I was fairly upset. How were the seats? For Terrible. You? Terrible. I was standing row. You were standing row. Standing row. Even those were $500 a game. Yeah. I was fortunate to know someone in the organization said I got tickets, but they're standing row. My buddy and Brandon and I, yeah, let's go. We got there. Unbelievable. 
Couldn't see a thing whenever the Oilers scored, which was a lot. It was the formative time, too, prior to Oilers Nation launching. Because we were saying, like, man, we're having such a good time. The love of the Oilers exponentially grew, right? We were hockey fans prior to the cup run, obviously. We've been hardcore since we were little. But the amount of people who joined the bandwagon, we were like, how can we keep this feeling? How can we keep the feeling of White Ave going? What could we do? And this was, you know, 2007, so prior to social media blowing up. So there wasn't a lot of conversation with other hockey fans online. We wanted to keep the vibe going because the 06 cup run was such a good time. Most people our age, I would say, will tell you, for the most part, that was the best time of their lives. Yeah, I was 18. We didn't go out to White. It was a little intimidating for us. Of course. But we would stay on the West End. My buddy had uh, the projector TV in the basements. So we watched it there, then go to the backyard, have beers after, celebrate. It was like majority of it was good vibes. And yeah, I mean, I would say as a sports fan, that was probably one of, yeah, probably the best time of what my an, life. What an introduction at 18. Yeah. Is it like this every year? It's going to be like this every year. You bet it will, We son. got Pronger. We got so many good pieces. Rolly the goalie is going to come back and be ready to go. 48 hours later, I'm single. <laughs> crying my eyes out. No Stanley Cup ring. We uh, got a text here. I don't have a name on it. My girlfriend at the time said nothing could be finer than the Cup in Carolina. I wanted to break up with her over that. Well, you said at the time, so it sounds like you eventually did move on. I couldn't even imagine having somebody in my household or extended circle that speaks like that. There's no way. Just get a pay. Did you know? Let's just bring this up, Connor, very briefly. When the Carolina Hurricanes defeated the Oilers, their cup parade was around the parking lot of their own arena, and they paid arena staff to attend their own cup parade. Really? Does that sound to you like somebody who deserved to beat the Oilers in the seventh game? I don't think so. I think we should look into the game and see if we could have it reversed. We should have launched an internal investigation. I think somebody needs to look into it. Was, what was the final score? I believe it was 3-1. Okay, well. I don't know how you can forget this. This is very... Are you a federal agent? No, no, no. I just... It was tough. How are you able to have that level of mastery of your own mind? I don't know. I, I remember weird things about that series. Uh, I was at game six against Detroit. Yeah. They won. Of course. So I was a Red Wings fan. It was a great time. I went to game three or four against the Ducks that they won and then didn't see any against San Jose, but game six against the Hurricanes. And yeah, couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you anything about that game. That's unbelievable. It must be because you're 18. 18 year olds <laughs> can still forget things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've moved on since then. Uh, I don't know if I can go through it again though. So they got to win next time or the Chargers have to win. Whoever oh, it might be. I think it'd be, you'd be hard pressed to have a similar level of the Cinderella-ness of 06. Yeah. I remember when they clinched, I think they beat the Ducks to clinch his playoff spot or it ended up Vancouver or something. We were at Wooly Bullies. You got to. When it happened. The best. Wooly Bullies. Shout out. And yet you're intimidated by White Ave during that. Well, there was a lot. <laughs> it was by, by like the third round, the yeah. fourth round. It was ill-advised for anyone to go down there. And Wooly Bullies was kind of around the corner. Yeah. Just off it. So we felt safe there. What was above Wooly Bullies? Sweet 69. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. My friend gets thrown out of Sweet 69. We're dancing on the dance floor as you did in the time. All the kids were dancing. And he climbed the tree outside Sweet 69. <laughs> and we look out the window. And he was eye level with the dance floor, <laughs> waving to us as this tiny sapling tree went back and forth. And we looked out the window. And the bouncers that had thrown him out were trying to talk him down out of the tree. But he was waving to us on the dance floor. Legend. 06. I saw a bottle whiz past someone's head there. Went right back down to Wooly Bullies. It was a safe spot. Two bars in one building. <laughs> yeah, and then like the washroom had a, a toilet and a urinal, no divider. 
at Sweet 69. That's not it. That's weird. It was That's a not bit, how you do it. A little bit weird. That's how we did it in 06, though. Everybody was mingling. <laughs> that was 06, baby. Good times. Uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, we will talk to Craig Button. Uh, we'll talk a little NHL, the Oilers, the World Juniors, and a whole lot more. It is the Jason Greger Show brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca on Sports 1440 and the Oilers Nation YouTube channel. 425, we're back here on the Jason Crager Show, brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca, coming to you live from the Ewell Studios. Here's a West Edmonton Mall. Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas in today. Gregor's going to join us at 520, and then he'll be back to host on Tuesday. Wanye Gretz in studio. We got a phone call, Wanye, during the break. Someone's a big fan. Uh, maybe you can tell the story of how you got on this program. Oh, well, I'd love to say that, yeah, it wasn't Gregor's bright idea to share (laughs) the spotlight with anybody. I helped put the station deal and the nation deal together and was very supportive of everybody coming together and working together as a team. And that's in short supply in 2023. And then when Gregor got his way, I slid in (laughs) in the 11th hour and said, I insist you let me co-host one of the days. And he went, oh, buddy, you? No, 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 you can't. No, maybe you can call in a couple times. And I was like, no, Gregor. I want to be on a co-host, not a guest, co-host. And then I said I would take the Friday shift, which nobody wanted, and he also doesn't have to pay me ever. Those are the deals. And here I am. So I'm a volunteer, and I'm the guy who's willing to come out here every Friday. Hey, Craig, how are you doing? You get paid an experience. I don't want to be paid. I think this is a wonderful opportunity. It is. It is. I think this is great fun. It really is. I mean, I would still like to be paid for it. Well, you guys, this is your job. I kind of need to be, you know? I'm here on behalf of Oilers Nation. They fortunately pay me, so it's all wonderful. <laughs> it all works out quite yeah. well. Uh, yes, uh, we're big fans of Oilers Nation. Pre-game with Boardsy tomorrow at 6.30 as they take on the Kings and post-game coverage as well. Oilers Nation after dark. I got a chance to host that for half a year. That was a good time. Oilers Nation fans are the best. It's fun everybody working together and merging together. It I is. think. I think that 1440, the amount of views you're getting on Oilers Nation social is insane. And I think it's helped bring the station roaring back to life. Yeah, it's it's been a fun four months and uh, going to be awesome to see what we can do in 2024 You're as gonna we keep go going? forward. You're going <laughs> to do it all next year? I hope so. I wasn't sure if this was just a 2023 thing. I mean, you tell me. Well, I just... You we, are the mastermind. We had someone phone in saying, who was on the radio? He's very funny. That is the most positive feedback I've received in my life. So we're going to keep it going. I love being here. When we run the show, we can make these executive decisions. Gregor might change change it all at 520 or so, but... Until then, Wanye in 2024. All right, now let's go in the room. Brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Congrats to Devo on making the Canadian partner of the national bobsleigh team. Good luck at the World Cup events and the Olympic qualifier. A great success story from NextGenTransportation.com. We now bring in Craig Button from the NHL on TSN. Craig, a good afternoon. Happy holidays. How are you doing? I am really good. Hey, listen, one thing I got to say is Jason Greger doesn't have a sense of humor, so of course he's not going to find things funny. It's a lot of straight faces when Wanye makes the comment, just not a lot of a reaction. Fortunately, I'm not playing to the room. I'm telling jokes for myself to laugh at. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're with Jason Greger, I mean, you will be telling them straight to yourself. I mean, you know, what's wrong with just having a good laugh? <laughs> the only way we got through the decade of darkness up here, Craig, it was a very long decade. Yeah, well, I, yeah, well, probably it was probably five years. It felt like 10. Oh, it was 10 years. It felt like 100. Where I was from, <laughs> I'll tell you, it really was a decade. 
<laughs> I mean, the drafts were a lot of fun, though. There was a lot of hope that carried us through it. Uh, Craig, uh, let's start off with the uh, World Juniors right now. Canada falling to Sweden today, 2 nothing. Uh, I guess first things first, going into this tournament, what were your expectations for Canada as a group? And it, was this the game you thought they should win? Oh, Connor, 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 Connor. Obviously, you didn't watch Buttonology on TSN <laughs> Junior Preview Show. I mean, I, I told the whole nation what I thought about Canada. I thought that they would win the bronze medal. I didn't think they would finish first in their pool, and they're not going to. So here's what I think, all kidding aside, is that Canada, you know, is a good team. And and, and the game against Sweden was a good game. And you, you lose in, in the manner that they did. And you sit back and you go, okay, you know, break away by Rakoff, break away by Savoy where he lost the puck. And you say, oh, uh, only if. Sweden's a really a good team. And this is game three of a tournament that requires you to get better as the tournament goes on. What I want to, what I want to see now from Canada is what have they learned? What, what, what do they take from this game to get them prepared for the quarterfinal? The quarterfinal, they're finishing in second spot. The benefit of winning this game versus Sweden would have been you get Switzerland or Norway in, in the quarterfinal game. And there's never an easy path, but there's a smoother path. Now Canada, by all – if you look at the outlet, they're going to have to play Czechia. Czechia is big, strong, hard. That's not an easy game. And, and I'm not saying any game's easy. So for Canada now, it's not so much about what my expectations were. Now the expectations are about – what can you do with, 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 with what you have done to this point in the tournament? And they're going to finish in second. They're going to play that crossover game against Czechia, but Czechia is finishing in third in the other pool. That's a quarterfinal matchup. So they didn't get a lot of traction against a Swedish team. And it's, it's a good Swedish team. It's a good Swedish defense. When we think about Canadian hockey, we think about establishing a presence in the offensive zone before check, wearing down an opponent. They couldn't do that against Sweden. And when you start to look forward, and I think this is a big part of it. I was asked this question uh, after the game. What does Canada have to do? I said, number one, they have to identify the problem. Number two, they have to find a solution and then sell it to the players. And they're going to have they're going to have that opportunity to do it. But they, the quarterfinal now becomes a, a, a hard game for Canada. Not one that they can't win because I really did feel that they would be in the medal round. They would be playing a semifinal game on January the fourth. Now it becomes a case of trying to learn from that. One of the things and, and, and that I would say leaving this game on December 29th, day four, Canada's big players weren't quick enough. And their quick players weren't big enough. And it caused them lots of problems against a really good Swedish team. So you mentioned that uh, establishing, you know, what you can do and how do you get it done. Obviously, Canada now turns the attention to Germany. Uh, what is something that you think this Canadian team can build off of despite the 2 nothing loss? One of the things when you come over, Connor, and you play on a big rink, you've you got to understand that the cycle game is not a cycle game up against the boards. And, and on the North American rank, you, you, you get comfortable playing along the boards. And then when you get off the cycle game, you can quickly get to the net. That's not the case in the international game because the rink, the rink is so much wider and, and deeper in the corners. So to me, what Canada has to understand is 
don't get up against the boards because the good teams just say, go and play over there. We, we don't care. They have to do a lot better job of getting, getting themselves and getting the play directed inside the dots. Inside the dots to the net. They did a really good job of defending, and, and, and they did a good job of defending with respect to not letting uh, Sweden get you know glorious chances in tight or inside the dots. But they didn't do a very good job of establishing a presence inside the dots. That, would, that to me, is, has got to be the biggest focus. How do we work the game so that we can play inside the dots and force an opponent into some troublesome times? Think about the second Swedish goal. That's exactly what Sweden was able to do. Russo makes a really good save, but the, the loose puck ends up there, and it's 2 nothing. And, and that's how it's going to be against Czechia. Czechia plays a hard game inside. They play a hard game. They got big defensemen. They got big. That uh, they got some forwards that can. That they're comfortable pushing you outside. And if you're going to push inside, you, you got to have. You got to push with some determination and and some real and real urgency. That to me is is what they have to have to apply and and practice going forward. And. It starts with Germany because when the quarterfinal game begins against a, against a big, strong Czechia team, that's what's going to be required. All right, Czechia forcing a shootout against the United States, falling 4-3. to three. Craig Button from the NHL and TSN joining us here on the Jason Greger Show. Connor Halley, Juan Yegretz, and Brandon Douglas sitting in for Greger. Uh, when you look at the uh, draft-eligible players, Craig, has there been any players that have caught your eye early on in the tournament? Well, I don't think there's any question. I mean, Macklin Celebrini is, is going to be the – the first overall pick. I, I, I see him clearly now. I I thought at the beginning of the year, Connor, that him and Eiserman were one A, one B. I for me, Macklin has separated himself. He I, I, his complete game, his understanding of the game in, in so many different areas and important critical areas has allowed him to not not nudge himself, but to push himself into that clear cut number one overall pick. And so certainly he he's, he's impressive. He has been impressive. He will continue to be impressive. Konsta Hellenius, a, a defenseman for, or not sorry, excuse me, a center for Finland, really good prospect. I think he's a top 10 prospect, uh, a slick centerman, really good skills, really good understanding of how to use those skills to create offense. Emil Hemming, an, another player with Finland. And, and here's the scary thing. They might be two of the most skilled offensive players for Finland, and they're only 2006 boards, which really tells you uh, the lack of, of skill in the 0405 groups of, of Finland. They've been Adam uh, Adam Yurichuk got hurt. He, he's another top ten defenseman playing for Czechia. He ended up hurting his knee in the in the first game. Those are the guys that have that, that have been really impressive. Michael Bransig. Nygaard, who plays for Norway. He's going to be a first-round pick for, for people in Edmonton and the Edmonton area. He, he's got a game that's, that resembles Zach Hyman. And, and by that, what I mean is high energy, can play in so many different areas of the game, so many different situations, and he complements top-end players. So those are, the, those are the players. It's no surprise that they've been impressive. Z Booliam, Z Boom for uh, the USA, a, a, a great skating defenseman. He's going to definitely be a first-round draft pick. But 
you come to this tournament and and you got to you got to be careful about evaluating 17-year-old kids coming into the draft because it is a 19-year-old tournament but these players have shown not only their talents and but they've also shown the potential and that's not easy to do at the World Junior Championship Craig Button from the NHL on TSN joining us here on the Jason Greger Show. Uh, Craig, if we can, we'll turn our attention to the NHL, the Edmonton Oilers, winners of three straight games now. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts. After beating a team like San Jose with what they've gone through and how they've been playing this year, the goaltending situation as well, it was a 5 nothing. It was a commanding victory, and Stuart Skinner gets the shutout. How do you look at that victory? Because uh, some people think, you know, you're not ever going to dismiss an NHL victory. Some people say, well, factor in that it is the San Jose Sharks. How do you look at it? Okay, well, how do I look at it? What happened the last time the Edmonton Oilers went to San Jose? Not a good result for the Oilers. It was the end of the Jay Woodcroft era. Yeah. So that, that that's what that's what it culminated in. So if people want to dismiss going into San Jose, who, who have played hard, and, and after a terrible start, you know, their first 10 games were awful. It, it, it's so awful that you're thinking, Jason, this team might not win double-digit games this year. They found a way to be competitive. We, we know, and the San Jose Sharks know where they're at. I really believe, Connor, that when you're playing a team much much lower than you in the standings, with much lesser talent than you, you got to get after them, and you got to really uh, find a way to make sure that they have no belief that they can win the game. That's what the Oilers did in their 5 nothing victory. Stuart Skinner has been – we keep taking Stuart Skinner's numbers from the first 10 games, and, and we spill them into a term where you go, oh, Stuart Skinner. Stuart Skinner has been really good, just like the Edmonton Oilers have been really good since that 2-7-1 start. And, yeah, like, like or, or sorry, 5-12-1 start. They, they, they've been really, really good. And – when you when when you start to take the numbers from that point on, there's lots of positives for the Edmonton Oilers. You go no, never make an apology for going and beating up on a team that's much lower and much less skilled than you in the standings, and then the league go in there and assert your dominance. That's what the Oilers did. So it's two points. The Oilers are are, are are pushing to be in the playoffs. I, I don't think they're going to be a top three team in the Pacific, but I do believe they they will be a, a wild card. And if you want to really cement that or move closer to cementing that wild card spot, you better beat San Jose. 100%. And get that confidence going. You got the LA Kings tomorrow night. It's going to be a heck of a game down in Los Angeles. Just one last question for you, Craig, uh, just with the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Chris Knobloch, about six weeks since taking over as the head coach. Has there been any changes that you've seen in their game that have kind of helped them turn it around? Or do you think this was inevitable, uh, even if Jay Woodcroft had stuck around? Is it is it fair to say both of those things could be true? Because I think that there wasn't inevitability to the Oilers turning their season around, and there was no way they were as bad a team and, and as bad a record as, as they had exhibited to that point in the season and the coaching change. But one of the things with Chris Knobloch, and sometimes the, the coach's message, you know, it's not that it's not that it's not good. But sometimes it, it starts to fall on deaf ears. It starts to look like, oh, yeah, do, are we really going to buy into this? And, and that's not a knock against players. That's not a knock against the coach. You're selling every day. You're trying to go in there to convince the players, here's what we got to do. But 
things in Edmonton were really, really, uh, like, they were stumbling. Everybody was stumbling. And every day, the manager is talking to the coach, okay, here's our problems, what are the solutions, what do we got to do? And Jay Woodcroft worked hard at it. I know he did. That's what coaches do. They work hard to find solutions to the problems. But as time went on, you start to realize maybe this coach can't provide the solutions for the team. And and so now you come to the point where you make a coaching change. Chris Knobloch is really level-headed. I think that what Chris has brought to the team is a real level-headed approach to playing. It, it, it's even, it's steady, it's balanced, and I think that that has really served the Edmonton Oilers in a really significant way. Much like when Jay Woodcroft took over for Dave Tippett. And sometimes you reach the end of a, of a coach's tenor and a new voice, a new coach is needed. Not that the old coach, there's times when coaches need to be changed and they, they just aren't, aren't very good anymore. Or they can't find a way to, to get the team to a level uh, to play to their abilities. Sometimes it's just a case of, hey, listen, he tried everything he could. He's exasperated. We need a new voice in there. That happens, and I think that that was the case with the Edmonton Oilers. Craig, uh, thank you very much for doing this today. We really appreciate it. Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you next Friday. We will. When is next year? Next year. We'll talk to you next year. (laughs) (laughs) See you, Craig. There you go. That is Craig Button from the NHL on TSN. Always appreciate him hopping on here. Kind of called me out for my lack of watching his segments on TSN. Buttonology? Yeah. I'm not the biggest world junior guy. I'll confess it. Cable's expensive. No, I have cable. <laughs> I have the internet. But I don't work for a company anymore that uh, really helps grow that tournament in TSN. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I, I'll am enjoy it, but I don't, I don't get too deep into it anymore. I think it's a nice annual thing to get excited about. Yeah. But I mean, could you like break down the roster? No. No, me neither. Get more excited about the Spangler Cup, Connor. I could do that. There's some fun names there. Thomas Millich is there. Yeah. He Last was a stud of the world, world juniors. Junior champion. Who was the... Uh, there was a goalie that played for the uh, the Halifax Mooseheads, I believe. Zach Fucali. Yeah, like he was a world junior. Now now he's like a mainstay at the Spangler, isn't he? He played for Canada the last Olympics. Yeah. I believe made the Olympic roster and has played on the Spangler Cup team at least a couple times, yeah. Representing the country... Very well. Uh, with a couple of texts coming in here, HVAC Nick says, I was 13 at the time of our cup run. Try growing through your whole life and never being able to celebrate your team's winning anything or being an adult and watching a final. I was one when my Jays last won. I have a couple friends who would tell me, like, all I want to do is watch a Oilers playoff game as an adult in a bar. And they just missed out on the, the run in 2006, and then they had to wait a long time. They eventually got it, though. Uh, trailer Park Ryan says, hey, guys. Oh, this is a heck of a message. I hope I can read it on air, Trailer Park Ryan. Hey, guys, I was in my prime of my 20s when the Stanley Cup run happened, and I'll never forget the many amazing nights on White Ave. I was right beside the girl who got lifted up in a shopping cart and then promptly hit in the face with fireworks and was dropped to the ground. I remember high-fiving cops while having a beer in my hand before the idiots ruined it. When the Oilers were down by two to both ga- in both games to the Sharks in Anaheim, I convinced my whole office that the Oilers would come back and win both series. I did the same thing when they were down to Carolina, and I had the whole office believing. I will never forget being at Shanks and watching my heart 
ripped out that night. I was so sick the next day going into work and it wasn't the alcohol. I couldn't even think about that game for several years and all I want is revenge. Trailer Park Ryan. Well said. Well there, said, Trailer Park Ryan. There was a really good one. Uh, we talked about how uh, it was David. We've got the name now about how she's, his girlfriend at the time said nothing could be finer than the cup in Carolina. He said he dumped her a few months later. Good. <laughs> came to his senses. Good. Oh, we had a really good one too. Uh, I think it might have been Pillman. It wasn't Pillman, uh, but it says it was unreal. I was at the triple overtime. Uh, we have Sean here, graduated University at the time of the 06 run. I was at the old Strat when the Oilers beat Detroit at 1 a.m. Had laser eye surgery scheduled months ahead of time, and the surgery date fell on Game 7 against the Canes. All my buddies were watching while I hid in the corner with my eyes covered and had to endure the pain of surgery and listening to that loss. Hold on. So he didn't see the cup loss because his eyes were in laser surgery recovery? Yes. That is an unbelievable mistake to have made. What's his name? Sean. Sean? I think think you lost us the cup. I think we just figured it out 17 years later whose fault it was. Why wouldn't you say to the LASIK eye people, I would sooner watch game seven with glasses on than have laser eye surgery and not see anything? I don't know. I think it's his fault. I wanted to find uh, someone had said they were crying, I think, behind O'Burns after the game seven. That's good. I don't know where that text went. I was at the Druid, to be fair, and cried. Very hard. And the bouncer let me throw myself out. Oh, really? Because he said I'd had a hard night. (laughs) And it was true. (laughs) Oh, man. Tough. Cry so hard you get thrown out of the Druid. That's a nice touch. Well, you you weren't alone. It sounds like there was a lot of Oilers fans that uh, went through it that night. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more when we come back here. We better get to break, though. we got to get to five questions. It is the Jason Greger Show. Connor Halley, Juan Yegretz, and Brandon Douglas in with you here on Sports 1440 and the Oilers Nation YouTube channel. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
415 is the Jason Greger Show here on Sports 1440 and the Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook platforms. Connor Halley, Juan Yeager, that's Brandon Douglas with you here. Uh, if you want to chime in, 1-833-401-1440 is the Jiffy Lube inbox. And uh, if you want to book your oil change today, which I recommend doing, car maintenance is important, jiffylubeservice.ca. Right now, though, let's get to five questions. Brought to you by The Brick. Canada's best Boxing Day sale is back at The Brick. Save up to $1,000 on big screen TVs and up to 50% on mattresses at The Brick. It's time for five questions on The Jason Greger Show. Final edition of five questions for 2023 for you today, gentlemen, on a positive Friday pretty blunt we've talked about it all show connor are the la kings arrival of the oilers after meeting in the playoffs the past two years no win a series then we'll be rivals that's a savage burn <laughs> you know my, my associate him. here and agree yeah no la you're not our rivals win a game and then we'll talk Ooh. the oilers are the king's rivals the kings are not the oilers rivals well at, at this point in time uh question number two oilers with a pair of games down in socal this weekend uh la king saturday night then a new year's eve affair in anaheim a nice early start though to not interrupt your evening's festivities six o'clock local time on sunday how many points do you think the oilers leave cali with this weekend i'm gonna say they're gonna get all four points i'm with you i mean after I don't even know how long ago it was all these days blend together but i asked gregor how many points or how what will the oilers record be in the 2023 calendar year, and I said five and one. So they lost the first game of that one. I need them to win out for my prediction to be correct. So I think they'll find a way to get it done. They're going to be motivated to beat this Kings team and then the Ducks. Sorry, Brandon. Walk in the park. Well, the, here's the thing about the Ducks is that they're not good. And I agree I agree with both of you. I, I told Kevin this, uh, I think it was last week or maybe even more than that uh, during a session of uh, in or out. Uh, I said the others would be above 500 uh, come the first day of 2024. A couple of wins here would uh, satisfy that prediction. Question number three, wrapping up a little bit of Oilers talk here during five questions uh, with the Oilers down in Cali for the weekend. If you had the weekend off in California, what are you doing to keep yourself busy? Saturday, I'm at Disneyland, Sunday, California Adventure, hitting up the theme parks. That's what I'm doing. Well, I'm an adult over the age of 21, so I guess I'll go look at all the bars and clubs and drop Connor off with all his friends at school on Monday morning. Have you been to Disneyland? I have. Okay. I was going to say, that sounds like someone who's never been. No, it is an amazing thing. But if I was to have the weekend off in California, it wouldn't be my first pick. Did you guys ever hear Strutty's story about how he was supposed to go home and have like a, or go to the hotel and have a nap because he was a healthy scratch, but he just went to Disneyland in like a full (laughs) suit, just rode some rides and then went straight to the game. Strutty. Classic Strutty. That is an all time great story. (laughs) Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Connor, I know you're a little bit sour on this topic given the state of your team, but, uh, you wouldn't want to go check out a football game on Sunday? That's so, I don't know if either, like, I'm not saying this weekend specifically. They're in Denver, so hard well, to say. Well, the Chargers are. The Rams at home? I'm not a Rams fan. It's the same stadium, Connor. You could at least go to SoFi and check it out. Get the lay of the land for when the Chargers are back on the nah. up and up. You yeah. wouldn't go to SoFi Stadium to watch the other team play? No. I don't <laughs> like the Rams. Mm, Connor being exposed here. Not a football fan. <laughs> not a big a football Chargers guy. Fan. Yeah. Just a Chargers Interesting. fan. Well, yeah, I am just a Chargers fan. <laughs> well, I would I would almost go to any major sporting event in the world given the opportunity just to take in the vibes. Yeah, it'd be cool. 
But I would just maybe uh, try to go back for a Chargers game. I wonder what the tailgate scene is like outside SoFi. Oh, probably unreal. You, you wouldn't. So? You wouldn't be interested, Connor. <laughs> I celebrate yeah. a game time. Go yeah. enjoy California Adventure, you loser. Yeah, I'm at Epcot Center. <laughs> go to Universal instead. It's a small world after all. While we're on the topic of football, though, it is uh, the semifinals of the college football playoff on January 1st, kicking the new year off uh, right. If you're uh, checking that out instead of the umpteenth Winter Classic, uh, who's? Uh, I just want your guys' predictions. Michigan taking on Alabama and Texas versus the Washington Huskies. Uh, who will be meeting? The following Monday in the Natty, I'll take Alabama, and I'll take Texas to meet. I like that. See, I want Alabama to win because they got a lot of flack, you know. And I'm an SEC guy, so I want the Crimson Tide to win, and I want Jim Harbaugh to be able to leave Michigan and join the Chargers. Then maybe I'll go watch him. Do you think it'd be more likely Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan with a national championship under his belt, like it? Because there was a time he obviously went there with much fanfare. Didn't go so well for a couple years. People were thinking they might fire Jim Harbaugh. He's turned things around very well the past couple of seasons. They're back to being a national contender. But if they were to get the win, he can be like, all right, mission accomplished. I'm washing my hands of the Big Ten and everything they've sewered me with. I'm going to Los Angeles. Maybe. Maybe. I think he's got to go either way with all that's gone on with uh, the punishments. And uh, on the flip side, I got to go Longhorns. So we're in agreement. Lock it in. Lock it in. Go Huskies. <laughs> Unless Husky, Brandon disagrees. Hus- Huskies Crimson Tide. That's uh, that's who I'm picking to uh, remer- emerge victorious on Monday. And final one for you guys. Uh, hypothetically. No, I'm not going to hold you guys to this or anything. But uh, if you were to create some New Year's resolutions for the calendar year 2024, what would they be? I will say I would do what I did a couple of years ago and watch a new movie every week. I still might do that. That might be my resolution. I watched 52 new movies last year, two years ago, because I famously, well, not famously, but people <laughs> infamously. know. Infamously. I, I haven't seen a lot of movies, so I watched a new movie every week a couple years ago, and it was fantastic, so I might actually do that again. That's an interesting exercise of self Is that considered self-improvement? Uh, he's 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 uh, becoming more um, cultured. You know, I've been I've been called an uncultured swine a, a lot less. It's so. a foray into the arts, Wanye. I know that this isn't part of the questions. It's a, another <laughs> question. But what was your favorite of your fifty-two? Just out of curiosity. Oh, I wish I kept my rating system because I did rate every one. Oh, wow. Uh, so first one I watched was Braveheart. That stood out. Ooh, the one with Gene Hackman when he's uh, battling the KKK. Oh. Disney's Cars, I believe you'll find, is the movie. One of the movies, Animal House, eh, didn't really hold up. Those 80s comedies, though, they're from a different time. Didn't right? you watch Shawshank for the first time during that? No, endeavor? no, no. I've seen Shawshank millions Green of Mile? times. Green Mile? I swear. Green it was, Mile. Yeah. yeah. You watched Green Mile for the that first time. That was good, I too. During that. Green Mile was great. There's a lot of shows that I haven't seen either. On principle, I have not seen Game of Thrones. And just, I know just, just finished show. a rewatch of it. I know it's the greatest show of all time. And the fact that I haven't participated to me is a greater achievement than watching the greatest you're, show yeah, of all you're, time you're holding out just to say you yeah you're like it. so yeah. stupid yeah. that you're in and stubborn for no reason hypothetically if i were to have a new year's resolution what would it be i've been so awesome for so long now that it's just like lebron coming to the new <laughs> season like can you keep it up wanye can you do it for another 12 months of course i can i'm gonna just keep the keep riding the lightning for another 12 see how we do uh mississippi burning that's the movie with Gene Hackman. Lighthearted comedy by my <laughs> recollection. Willem Dafoe. Great film. Great cinema. Okay, Brandon, what's yours? 
I want to just say the same thing Wanye said, but uh, I can't even pretend like that's true because I'm an absolute trash bag of a human being. Sir, self-confidence isn't rooted in reality. It's rooted in vibes. Maybe I will try and um, eat a little healthier. Actually, you know what? I'm going to get better at gambling. That's better than eating healthy. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lose less money gambling on uh, sports every week. Should I eat fruit? No, I'm going to learn to parlay <laughs> better. That's the play. Better. Actually, that's pretty much the opposite. I should stop running parlays. Because straight bets, I think I'm probably like pretty close to even lifetime. I've had a couple nice wins. But uh, it's when you start getting too creative and thinking that you're out thinking the system. Then all of a sudden you're like, why did I think this 13-leg, 13-game uh, parlay would hit? Like the, It's the... Obviously, the chances are so slim. Just play some straights. But if you make 13 13 leg parlays, you have 166 chances to win. The numbers become in your favor <laughs> yeah. at some point. Wanya doesn't like our printed out memes, so instead I'll just do a ver- <laughs> verbal meme of like the numbers floating across uh, Alan from the hangover's face. Like, that's me cooking it up in the new year. Just cooking in the lab, <laughs> eh? Stop uh, prepping healthy meals and start researching more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if I, if I just eat ramen, that'll give me way more time to dig into the numbers. Yeah, grocery <laughs> shopping, you just you buy a thousand ramen noodles, you're set. You don't have to waste time getting groceries anymore. Easy. I can really dig easy, in. Easy game. That's it. That's all it takes, actually. We can do that. Uh, Phil, he says, my resolution is to maintain my recently achieved tobacco-free status. Yes, you know, I gave up cigarettes, but didn't quit smoking. I don't... <laughs> Was okay. that in the text? Yeah. Oh, I, gave I, th- up, I thought you just said no. that. <laughs> I gave up cigarettes, but I didn't quit smoking with like multiple S's. And then in brackets, rim shot. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to put those in brackets. That is an excellent pause <laughs> for laughter. Shot. <laughs> oh, cool. Nice, Phil. Well, good. Keep that up. Keep up that uh, tobacco free lifestyle. Okay, we'll take a break here. When we come back. Mark Spector will join us here on the Jason Greger Show. We've also got Greger himself hopping on at 520. But first, let's get to an update brought to you by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download their new Booster Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 